Hello, everybody. Welcome to Kava. I'm Marta. And I'm Michael. Today we're talking about the Grateful Dead. Yes, we are the Grateful Dead. But before we do, how was your day, <laughs> Marta? Day? How was your week? Um, it was first week of school was good. Um, it went by faster than I expected, but also like there are times where I was just so exhausted, but also stressed. And but I'm like getting into the swing of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's going to take a little while for us to get into the swing of it. Yeah. But like low-key though, classes are only three weeks or four weeks long or however. Yeah. So it's like it's like by the time we, we only have like two weeks or two and a half weeks left of class for this vlog. Which is so Which crazy. is really crazy, yeah. And um. there's also <laughs> that like constant fear in the back of my head that's like, I'm going to be home soon. Oh, yeah. Like, they're going to cancel <laughs> I mean, school. yeah, like, hopefully I, hopefully we all get to stay here on campus. If they do, that'd be really cool. Because I want um, to yeah. get in the mindset that I'm going to be here for a while and, like, mm -hmm. get in the groove. But I'm like, is that worth yeah. it? Do I want to <laughs> be in, like, a position of stability when for real. tomorrow I might not be? <laughs> for real. So just be safe, y'all. Wear your masks. Yeah distance do what you got to do yeah, this is a weird time party. for real <laughs> anyway speaking of partying though yeah we're about to have a party on here because <laughs> we're going to be talking about the grateful dead yes. which is a party in itself right, <laughs> right. all right so um i guess first we're going to talk about the spelling i mean <laughs> grateful like, dead like grateful as a word yep yeah, this is the first this is the first thing on our list. It's just a weird word. Like it's a weird spelling. Yeah. Um because it tripped us up. Yeah, yeah. Cause like great great is spelled G-R-E, right? But yeah. then grateful is G-R-A. So Doesn't I was yeah, I was doing a like an album cover drawing. Um yeah. if y'all want to follow me on yeah. Instagram, it's Michael Album Art. <laughs> um but anyway, I was doing a Grateful Dead album cover drawing and like I was I was like writing the word Grateful Dead. And I looked at it after I was finished, and I'm like, no, this can't be right. So I, re I like, looked it up, and it was right. Um, so, yeah, that's the first yeah. kind of weird, I would have thing. just, like, <clears throat> I would have, like, fucked it up. Yeah, for real. I, I don't – okay, I've said this before. I'm an English major. Um, I can't spell. And one of my – so in one of my – I have a Wednesday class. It's, like, reading literacy or whatever. Teach, I'm a secondary ed minor. And my prof asked, like, who doesn't know how to spell? And I'm like, me. And then she's like, it's okay, Marta. You'll never know how to spell. And I'm like, Because no. you're an English major, right? You'll never know. No. <laughs> she's oh like, my hey, gosh. you'll never know how to spell. It's fine. There are people who just, like, can't spell but know how to read. And I'm like, oh. But that's well, that's comforting. It's yeah. comforting. But also, like, I had hope in myself that one day I would know how to spell. But she's just like, no, you'll never learn how to spell. But it's okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well that is that is interesting yeah um that was funny <clears throat> okay grateful dead who's in the band yeah so the band is is made up of a lot of different people and a lot of people came in and out um of the band over the years but the main kind of i guess four are jerry garcia bob weir phil lesh and bill cruzman um there was ron pigpen McKernan, who came sort of at the beginning of the Grateful Dead's career. Um, but Jerry Garcia was the lead guitarist um, and vocals. 
Bob Weir was rhythm, guitars, and vocals, and Phil Lesh was bass and vocals, and Bill Cruzman was the drums. Um, but yeah, like like I said, a lot of people came in and out um, and sort of influenced the band and like yeah. helped them along their journey, I guess you could say, to, to yeah. psychedelicness. Like on yeah. the Wikipedia page, it says, <laughs> there's literally like 20 people listed in the band. Yeah, for so real, many that's people. crazy. But we're not going to mention them. Yeah, yeah, some of them, yeah, we, we don't have all day. <laughs> um, we have most of the day, so most we'll be <laughs> It's a Saturday, what else are we going to do? Yeah, um, yeah, so we're just going to focus on those kind of main mm -hmm. um, band members that stuck around uh, for the whole life of the Grateful Dead, and they're actually still playing. Um, oh, really? They're, yeah, there's a new band, it's got, what's that guy's name? It's John, John Mayer. John Mayer, yeah, John Mayer joined, oh, okay. um, and they have like a, I forget what it's called, but it's a its a new sort of Grateful Dead band, and it's got, I think it's got Phil Lesh and Bob Weir and Bill Cruzman in it, oh, and so it's okay. got some of the original like members of the band, but it's also got John Mayer that acts as the lead singer. Oh, yeah. interesting. So that's kind of a fun fact. If yeah. y'all want to yeah. check them out now, I don't know if they're singing new stuff or what, Yeah. but yeah, look them up. Okay, so they formed in 1965 mm -hmm. in California. Mm -hmm. You're from Palo California. Alto. I am from California. They they were actually started in Palo Alto, which is like, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes from my house, which is pretty cool. Is um, yeah, and their first concert was actually in Santa Cruz, which is like half an hour from my house on the coast. So that's that Santa Cruz is definitely like a, a vibe if you will like it's <laughs> it's it's got like the beach right there it's really pretty a bunch of trees um really green because they actually have more rain than we do in the valley mm -hmm. um but yeah no it's it's like a really really nice place and so that's where their first concert was and they are first called um mother mccree's uptown drug champions is yeah. that true okay. yeah they were they were first called mother mccree's uptown jug champions i didn't actually know that um until i did some more research on the grateful dead but jerry garcia worked at a music store in menlo park which is in the bay area um and he got a group of co-workers together and sort of formed like a ragtag kind of like band um garage jam style. jam style of garage yeah. band yeah called mother mccree's uptown jug champions um very clever name yeah very very interesting clever name i'm kind of glad they changed it to the warlocks um <laughs> warlocks is is a interesting name but it's at least easier to say than mother yeah yeah <laughs> um and then yeah. they changed the name after they found a garage band in like Massachusetts called yes. the Warlocks and then yes. they changed it to the Grateful Dead. Yeah. What so there's like this there's like this other band in Massachusetts called the Warlocks and they were probably like, "Oh shoot. We got to <laughs> change I I mean like they had to change it cuz they needed to be different from the the Massachusetts band." So they they uh what did they do? They they probably got really stoned and um, looked in a dictionary. I think that's what it says um, <laughs> in the, on uh, on a, on a website we were looking at. 
um it's called like dead.net i think the website is yeah, it's a bunch of citation. yeah it's like a it's like a fan page for deadheads but anyway like they they got really stoned one night and just decided hey listen we got two bands that have the same name one of us is gonna have to change have to change um so they like opened a dictionary was it or like some sort of a a word bank and, and they that, picked yeah. grateful dead out of it Perfect. um and it stuck yeah and do you know like what Grateful Dead. You were talking about like what Grateful Dead meant. Oh, like I'm like, not even sure. I Google. <laughs> I Google Grateful Dead, and then it's it came up to like the <clears throat> Britannica encyclopedia page, and um, it's it's just like dying gratefully in like. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> I don't know how much significance that specific thing had on there on their like choosing the name but i i'm pretty sure they just were having fun and they wanted to choose something weird something new um and it definitely fit like yeah with their whole uh persona and the whole like sort of music that they sang like that name honestly fit and it carries it carries over today to be Mm -hmm. honest with their with their music um yeah. yeah So they kind of got solidified when they went to a party with Ken Kesey. Who is Ken Kesey? Yeah, so Ken Kesey um, wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. um, And he was a big, I don't really know what what he was like really influential in, um, but he was definitely a part of the psychedelic Mm -hmm. sort of counterculture movement. and yes, yeah, so one flew over the cuckoo's nest. He did right, and um, he he founded this group that was called the Merry Pranksters, um, which would which were which were basically a bunch of merry. Pr- I mean, they were like they were like hippies, yeah. um, like uh, counterculture kids and stuff. And he got them together, uh, and they they had like big acid parties and LS like like tripping on on different drugs um very experimental yeah um so yeah so the Grateful Dead were invited to play at one of Ken Kesey's sort of LSD acid fests um and so because Ken Kesey and the Merry Pranksters were so like big in that scene at the time that really solidified the Grateful Dead's um like kind of band i guess or 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 psychedelic persona yeah yeah and like lsd was legal yeah which is like really weird (laughs) isn't that crazy it's really weird to think about that it was legal and yet um, we're still debating pot i don't know for real lsd was legal back then like imagine like take that in lsd like I don't know much like, about the drug, but I just know it's like it's a it's a hallucinogen. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I've heard like yeah, and, and that was legal back then. So, um, it definitely just like speaks to the time, I guess. Yeah. And, and I I think also like the lack of, well, either like lack or, or or like just no one. Yeah, no one really. And, and there were actually, you know, what there were scientists, like psychedelic scientists, that mm-hmm. that um like were influencers in LSD and psychedelics use. Like they they promoted the mm-hmm. use of these these drugs. Um which is just crazy to think about. Yeah. Like Are I, shrooms legal? Are shrooms legal? I don't think they I don't, are. Which is yeah, how are they not okay. 
I don't know. We're kind of like, anyway. I don't take was... drugs. Let's just put that. <laughs> I want to put that out there. I yeah, don't take yeah, yeah, yeah. shrooms, but it's just weird that it's like not legal. Yeah. And it's like a plant. Yeah, for like real. It's food. like all natural, you know. Um, yeah. Anyway, Anyways. so it was legal. And um, so, yeah. yeah. Who? And then there's this guy, right? Augustus. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking uh, of um, yeah. scientists that mm-hmm. were involved in like psychedelic science. Yeah. Augustus Osley Stanley the third. <laughs> the third. The, the third. <laughs> we had to put that out there. Oh, yeah. He was a sound engineer for the Grateful Dead, but also a psychedelic chemist whose profits like sustained the band and gave <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, like, yep. he made money for the band <clears throat> from being a lsd chemist which is very interesting yeah for real so he he like um really did help them a lot in their beginning years with uh being a psychedelic chemist and yeah. and uh and hanging around with LSD and all those fun stuff, all those other like interesting drugs. Um, drugs, yeah, that's, yeah. Drugs were super ingrained. And in and the band. you know what? And I feel like they were also. It was really, um, it was really contested at the time. <clears throat> this is just kind of me speculating, but like the a generation before, like that, that was like the fifties. You know, like mm-hmm. that was strict. Those were strict oh, yeah. people, like. Um, and I assume a lot of like these, these young people in, in, uh, the Grateful Dead, like Jerry Garcia and, um, the rest of the band, like there were, they were young kids. Their parents were probably more conservative minded and like fifties culture, um, sort of thing, which definitely was nothing like, um, the whole psychedelic movement. So I think there was, Mm -hmm. there was probably some like pushback against LSD being legal and the other, these other drugs being legal. Um, and like eventually I'm not sure when, but it must've been not super soon after the Grateful Dead got together that LSD was actually made illegal. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's okay. Yeah. We, I'm not exactly sure when LSD was made illegal, but I'm sure that it was made illegal at (laughs) some point um, in the late sixties. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Um, and then that further, that just further like made people want to do it. You know, there's a, there's definitely like a mystery behind it. Like, Ooh, now that it's illegal, now we have to try it. Um, yeah. yeah, So again, counterculture. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Um, what do we want to talk about next? Um, do we want to talk? We can talk. Yeah. So like, I mean, Robert Hunter was the, um, was a writer for the band. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was introduced in 1967. Uh, prior to then the band kind of like had a more like free form feel, um, it was just kind of like garage style jam stuff. Um, and, and so when Robert Hunter was introduced and the band sort of said, Hey, like we're actually like doing this now, you know, like we're, we're picking up, we've got a, a, a fan base, um, that later mm-hmm. were called the deadheads. Like they started thinking, man, like maybe we should, um, actually record stuff. Yeah. Take it more seriously. Yeah. Like, like actually write some music, pick up the guitar, like, yeah. like do some stuff. Um, and, and then, although yeah. jamming is really cool. I'm sorry. I interrupted no. you. Although jamming is like really cool. 
there needs to be like more sustenance mm-hmm. in order for like people to get it i guess and that's yeah. probably what they felt at the time yeah and they're signed by warner brothers yes. for their first album which is like real interesting because i feel like warner brothers is like very prestigious but i feel like from everything we've talked about like the band is like it sounds like a joke but it's not a joke yeah yep and like they're really like signed by like a big company yeah so their music must be really good <clears throat> Mm-hmm. exactly yeah so that that definitely helped their um like popularity i guess and then definitely once they released their first album um they got more popular and more famous mm-hmm. um uh yeah yeah their 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 first album was called um they they went by the titled yeah they went by the san francisco's grateful dead and the first album was just basically called grateful dead um and yeah it was it was produced by the warner brothers um and so they they went on to write a couple other albums after that like pretty soon after that let me let me look (laughs) at which albums they we like if you go on to the grateful that spotify page especially on your phone it's impossible to find anything (laughs) you scroll for like a minute and you're like in the 2000s because i feel like they just like constantly re-record stuff and they have so many live albums Mm -hmm. like i don't know what albums are original <laughs> and that, what they wrote and what are like live and like re-recorded i yeah. can't decipher the two that is a really good point like when you go i mean this is true for like a lot of bands when you go on the google and you like type in the band there, a bunch of albums come up that you have to do digging into to find like um but like, like even even the like, year, yeah. like low key. Sometimes I'll I'll find a album or like a song that says it's one year, but then it was actually released in a different year, and then it like yeah, because it was like yeah. republished. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, let me. I I got the two. So so after they made the uh, initial great just album called Grateful Dead, um, they released Anthem of the Sun, and I'm gonna butcher this name, but. Oxomoxa, I think, in 1969. Um, Super psychedelic. Yeah, <laughs> for real. I tried to. I actually tried to draw that album cover, and it was really, really tough. I didn't make it through it. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, so that was sort of a transition from um, more garage style, more jamming to uh, concrete albums. Although even like those albums were still really psychedelic they had songs mm-hmm. i mean i i know like china cat sunflower for example um is a song that's like really long i don't know how long maybe 10 or 15 10 to 15 minutes long but like these were still very psychedelic very um instrumental mm-hmm. uh but they at least had sort of a like album yeah to, so people could remember them by yeah <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah and after they started to do like more contemporary like folk music to mm-hmm. like broaden their reach which is interesting they kind of like moved away from the psychedelic stuff yeah with their albums yep mickey what is this mickey hart joined mm-hmm. um the band um and so he he did want like a psychedelic vision 
um, and he wanted the the group to continue with their um, sort of roots and, and stay true to their um, sort of like counterculture, psychedelic roots. Uh, but he also was committed to like practice and rehearsal and a more structured mm-hmm. um, sort of environment, uh, which was definitely not like the yeah. the vibe at that time. It was more casual, like um, just someone write and you collaborate and then just play whatever sounds good. Um, but he, he was more committed to like practicing and figuring out music and stuff like that. Uh, and that definitely helped also their transition um, to more folky style bluesy music with some of the psychedelic aspects still in there. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so some of the, some of the later albums not really later but i think these came out in the 70s um they were working man's dead american beauty um and so these albums sort of were catered to appeal to a broader audience uh yeah and 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 songs like truckin uncle john's band and casey jones are really good examples of that they're like a little more country kind of folky um, yeah. They got a little more pop, I feel like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like instead of just like trippy kind of like all over the place, yeah. um, they've got a little more rhythm and, and beat, I guess. And like structure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely a little more structure. Do you think, like, do you think there's more structure like <laughs> lyrically too? Um, like how are their songs before? Because again, like, yeah. was it like the traditional like verse refrain? Verse I refrain? don't. Or do you think it was like more like, like. I don't know, messed, like... Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I'm not sure. Um, I I actually did, um, over the summer when I, when we were all in quarantine, like, I, I started writing a little bit of music. Yeah. Um, and I took inspiration from um, a song by the Grateful Dead. It is called... It's escaping me now. <laughs> it is called... <laughs> it'll come. Yes, it'll come. Give me a second. Um, shoot. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just uh, let y'all know if I yeah. if I if I think of it. Yeah. But yeah, so so I think their structure was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and definitely in like China Cat Sunflower and other songs of that sort of like psychedelic sound, um, they had most. I feel like majority of their content was just just instrumental like yeah a lot of a lot of instrumental kind of improv okay um, yeah and i think although that still carries over to truckin and those kind of songs like there's a lot of a lot of improv still um and, and a lot of instrumental stuff Th- there was a little more structure to the song and there was like lyrics that you could i don't know if it's more identify with but just vibe to yeah um, because the, initially it was just the sound that you could vibe to and that's great but um mm-hmm. maybe they figured that more people wanted to like vibe with music and and <laughs> lyrics too lyrics, um yeah. so yeah yep <clears throat> um they had so they were in this popular in like the 60s and 70s during like that counterculture period where everybody was rebelling against traditional like 50s norms of like the traditional like cookie cutter family lifestyle and they played a big role in like the Vietnam War 
and rebelling against that and organizing and creating music that for that time yeah 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 no i think that's well said like vietnam war um it i think the u.s got involved in 1965 um Mm -hmm. so it's i mean for me it's just amazing to to see the difference between early 60s music yeah like it's really split down the middle i mean 1960 to 1965 completely different than say 1966 to 1970. Like new Um, genres. Yeah, like new genres were created out of this counterculture sentiment um, and this sort of hippie, uh, like psychedelic vibe. Um, And so I think part of it, yeah, had to do with um, rebelling against previous generations, uh, previous ways of thinking, and Mm -hmm. definitely um, against the war because I think a lot of the people that were from the 50s generation or, or earlier, um, like a lot of these parents or, or like a lot of these kids' parents were, mm-hmm. like may have supported the war. Um, and I think that mm-hmm. was a, a driving force. Yeah. Telling them to like rebel and, and yeah. Or, yeah. Or, <clears throat> I mean, just the fact that they were getting drafted too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like this, this hit home for people our age. Yeah. Um, people my age like man you could get drafted and yeah. it's it's um like people didn't didn't want to go they they didn't understand why yeah we were fighting there um and so these Same. yeah these yeah exactly <laughs> Same. Like, I don't know why we were fighting there either. I actually don't I couldn't tell you um, um couldn't tell you but but yeah so so this like there's like a know. whole like young movement yeah yeah the whole the whole young hip movement and and um what the, i think what they needed was music to yeah. like connect them and get them all together um and honestly like psychedelic music in that time especially the grateful dead mm-hmm. um to name just one out of many but yeah we're, we're we're a band that really did that and um i think that's why <laughs> sorry it's all good i think that's why like like we when we think about at least when i think about the late 60s um i think about hippies and i think about uh counterculture anti-war um and i think a big part of that is uh well obviously protests but also like the music that was behind these protests and 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 rally songs and Mm -hmm. uh things like that uh woodstock obviously yeah um so yeah so I think that transition of music still is shown in like today's music in a lot oh, of ways. Absolutely, yeah. The tradition to more electronic music and music that rebels against um like the status quo. Yep. Yeah. And um, society structures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that in terms of <clears throat> musical i this may be just me my opinion but like i think in terms of like musical um eras or um types of music yeah that this sort of like era was one of the most influential in terms of like getting things done i mean we got out of the war eventually right like, yeah like protests and stuff and 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 it it happened um yeah 
So I think music does really have that power. Like mm-hmm. you, if you have a movement or um, an idea, um, a grand idea for how the future may <laughs> want to be, like get some music into yes, it. Um, have Because like music is really identifiable. Like yeah. if you like... Um, if you like music and, and someone else likes similar music, you guys will bond. Mm-hmm. That's just my sort of experience in life, you know? Like yeah. music brings people together. Um, music gives people purpose. Definitely. So, yeah, like that's, yep. So motivational. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like that. a that's sermon. Like a, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> great. Um, yeah, and I think especially today, um, I think it's, we it's, Almost all, I think like musical artists now have to write songs that are counterculture. Like Taylor Swift wrote songs about it. Mm-hmm. Um, rap is pretty much all that right now. And I think it's an important part of the movement and it brings people together. Even though it's hard, we can't be together in large groups. Mm-hmm. We're not going to listen yeah. <laughs> to rap music at big parties. But, um, the message is still there in a lot yes, of ways. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Great. Um, this was good. Thanks for listening. Yeah. This was this was awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Um, hope you guys enjoyed our first episode. Yeah. If you have <laughs> suggestions for future episodes, um, our Insta is at Kava Pod, K-A-V-A-P-O-D. Um yeah, and follow us and give us suggestions for Yeah. And if you want to like be on the show, let us know. Yeah, feel free. If you play a musical instrument yes. too, like if you want to hit us up, we would love to have you on here, play a few bars, um do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um we appreciate the feedback for sure. Definitely. Thanks. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.